Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches did you know that the Titan submersible wasn't the first submersible built with an experimental aerospace spacecraft design? There was another before it, and the guy who built that one? Well, he also disappeared under strange circumstances. Oh, and when they explain what actually happened, it might not be what they're suggesting it is. It might be connected, or they may say it's connected, to the UFO whistleblower story. This is a Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. It's true. There was another one-of-a-kind experimental submersible whose owner disappeared before the owner of this one-of-a-kind experimental submersible disappeared or imploded, as we're told. And we'll get to all of that today. I want to talk about this. I haven't had the chance to yet. And it's hard to even know where to begin with this story. There's so many interesting details to it and so many ways that it could play out as they are now investigating, trying to determine what caused the submersible Titan to implode while on a deep sea voyage to see the wreckage of the Titanic, killing the five people inside. That's the official story that we're told anyway. Do I believe the official story? Do I ever? No, I don't ever believe the official story of anything 100%. And it's hard to in this case because part of the official story is that the military knew the day the Titan went missing that it had imploded. Yet despite this, they allowed a four-day search and rescue mission that dominated the news media cycle the entire time, also cost a lot of money. They allowed all that to go on despite knowing that it had imploded. So part of the official story that we're getting here is that we're not being told the official story, which we're never told the official story. That's why I look at these stories from the perspective of why are they showing it to us? What impact do they want it to have on the public's perception of reality? That way I don't get bogged down in the question of, is it even real did it happen at all? It's just, is it fake altogether? I have no way of knowing any of that. All I know is that news isn't news. It's propaganda. And that's how I look at it. And propaganda utilizes both fact and fiction woven together strategically into a narrative that creates a false perception, which allows those who are pulling the strings to achieve an objective they're going after, or at least try to. So to try and understand what they're trying to accomplish by making a week-long media circus of uh, this Titan story, I'm going to presume for now that the submersible Titan did implode on its way down to view the Titanic and that the five people who we are told were inside of it were inside of it because that's what they want the public, that's what they want us to believe about the story. So the question now becomes, why do they want us to believe this about this story? And I should elaborate more specifically, what they want us to believe about the story is that four super wealthy, and even though most of us had never heard of them until about a week ago, highly influential people in society died on the Titan. 
while a guy who is the descendant of two founding fathers and whose wife is the descendant of two people who died on the Titanic, piloted the vessel. And that would be Stockton Rush. He is the aerospace engineer, and he's also an experienced pilot, airplane pilot as well. And he is the CEO of OceanGate, who built the Titan using that experimental approach of building a sea vessel with Technology normally used to build a spacecraft that everyone is talking about. He's the rule breaker, the guy who didn't listen, and they're trying to kind of pin blame on him, even though the investigation is ongoing. And now everybody's dead because of him breaking the rules. That's kind of how the story goes. I will get to more of the details of the passengers as we go through this. But that's the gist of the story. Why do they want us to see this? Let's go through some possibilities. Some are going to say, well, it's a distraction from the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, stuff like that, or whatever else. Maybe in part, but here's the thing about distractions. Their only function is rarely just to serve as a distraction. The timing of a story, when the media focuses on it or or when it happens, that's definitely strategic in a lot of cases to serve that distraction function. But it's not just about trying to get you to look away from something that they don't want you to see. It's also, and quite often more, about getting you to look at something that they do want you to see. So distraction is part of the answer, but it's also incomplete. Another answer you'll probably hear is that they want us to see this story so that they can spark a public debate about the extreme tourism industry, a private industry, for the purpose of creating and implementing more regulations designed to control these private companies like Elon's, SpaceX, Bezos, Blue Origin, and the company behind the Titan submersible, OceanGate. And people will point to all the news focusing on how the Titan was an experimental vessel that had not been certified by any regulatory body because its design was unlike any other submersible currently in operation. Instead of using the accepted technology, they say, that others use to build these deep sea vessels, OceanGate built theirs using that carbon fiber aerospace tech I previously mentioned. And those are the, the details you hear when people talk about the regulation angle there. Maybe more regulation is one of the goals they hope to achieve here. But the problem that I have with that argument as being the main motivation for making a, such a spectacle of this story is that all three of these companies, which are the most mentioned when it comes to this angle, worked with the government one way or another to build their ships. So the government seems to already have a a bit of a say, a level of control in, in how these ships get built. And NASA, in the case of the Titan, has tried to distance himself from OceanGate ever since the implosion happened. But at the same time that they've done that, they've confirmed that they did, in fact, help them design the Titan. NASA said in a statement that... NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center had a space had a Space Act agreement with OceanGate and consulted on materials and manufacturing processes for the submersible. They also said NASA is committed to cutting edge composites research and development that will not only further deep sea exploration goals, but will also improve materials and manufacturing for American industry. And that the Space Act agreement with OceanGate is a great example of how NASA partners with companies to bring space technology back down to Earth. OceanGate said about the agreement back in a 2020 press release that NASA's collaboration with OceanGate was made possible through the Space Act. The Space Act was designed to benefit both NASA's diverse missions, including the Artemis program and future exploration initiatives and organizations like OceanGate. 
It also says that NASA's expertise in the design and automated fiber placement layup of composite holes was extremely valuable on the project. So it would seem that NASA helped them, helped OceanGate, design the very carbon fiber pressure hole that is at the center of all the controversy, that is being prematurely blamed, that choice, for the implosion. Because it is that design choice that makes the vessel experimental. That, that was the reason that it's not certified by these regulatory bodies, and it is the basis for why, why they're calling Stockton Rush reckless, uh, a rule breaker who takes unnecessary risk. And yet NASA entered into an agreement to help them create that portion of the craft that is the subject of such controversy right now so that they could take those risks because they have an interest in OceanGate taking those risks, which you can see listed in the Space Act on NASA's website where it says the aeronautical and space activities of the United States shall be conducted so as to contribute materially to one or more of the following objectives. And then it lists like nine objectives. I'm going to focus specifically on number three and then go through the rest in the DMBXR, the subscriber-only portion. Number three, the development and operation of vehicles capable of carrying instruments, equipment, supplies, and living organisms through space. And that is absolutely something that they have an interest in with this company, OceanGate, when you look further into the relationship and what OceanGate's doing and what NASA says they're trying to do on their website anyway. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. So if the experimental design is determined to be the cause after the investigation, should the government that entered into an agreement to help them design the craft in such an experimental way, because they too would benefit, should they not also shoulder some of the blame? You would think so. Either way, getting back to the more regulations being one of the main goals, regulating the private industry of extreme tourism, uh, I just don't see that as being a primary goal of making this story such a huge deal because with the level of cooperation already going on, I feel like they, they could have gotten more regulation anyway without doing all this dramatic over-the-top reporting, without allowing four days of reporting and search and rescue go on when they knew that if we accept the story they tell us, that it had imploded on day one, they could have gotten all that without any of this happening, in my opinion. And the Space Act agreement isn't the only connection that OceanGate had with NASA. NASA's space shuttle astronaut Dr. Scott 
Perezinski went on one of their earlier Titan expeditions to the Titanic, as did NASA scientist Alan Stern. And both of these guys talk about the parallels to space as well as how vessels like the Titan will one day be exploring oceans underneath the ice on Europa and also exploring underneath the ice on Saturn's largest moon known as Titan. That's right. It's the same name as the Titan craft, the very type of vessel that NASA is helping somebody experiment with that they could look for extraterrestrial life on that planet with. And this is all over NASA's website. They, they launched an initiative years ago to build a vessel, a submersible, that could be transported through space and withstand the harsh environments in the oceans of those planets so that they can search for that alien life. Because according to NASA's website, Titan and Europa are two of the places that are most likely to have it. Look at it, It's called Europa, Moon of Ju Jupiter, Potential for Life. You can see it on screen there. And to build that submersible and make sure it works, NASA has tons of literature about how they're going to need to test those vessels, which are like the Titan submersible, in the most extreme environments in our oceans here on Earth. Because those up on those moons, they believe, are similar to ours. At least that's what they say. Whether you believe all of that or not, that's what it says on NASA's website. So if we take it at face value, for you know the sake of argument here, it would seem that NASA has a great interest in a company like OceanGate doing exactly what NASA needs to do in order to achieve their initiatives that they are actively working on. So they have a, a perfect reason to, to help that company, even though they might be trying to distance themselves, hence the cooperation that exists. Maybe it's one of those, I'm going to help you, but if it goes wrong, you, you can't connect this to me type thing. I, I don't know. Another possible reason for showing us a story is that maybe they wanted to show the world how dangerous it is when someone decides to get on one of these unsanctioned, rules-flaunting experimental vessels, whether it's in the air or in the water, to decide to go exploring the unexplored areas of space in the deep sea. Because maybe while they do, the government, powers that be, have an interest in what such a vessel might discover and what they can learn about the limitations of the technology, perhaps they'd prefer that most of the general public be too afraid to go learning things themselves. One of OceanGate's stated goals, it's, I mean, this is what they say anyway. What they say and what they actually mean, you know, that could be different things. But what they say is that the goal of their company is to use innovative materials and state-of-the-art technology to make the deep ocean more accessible for human exploration than ever before. Maybe they don't want, not them, but maybe the powers that be don't want the average person actually exploring those unexplored areas. Maybe they prefer them to be too terrified to ever step outside of the parameters of the reality imposed upon them. They like to control reality. They don't want people discovering things outside of reality that don't match with what they've been told. Or maybe, going back to the space agreement, when the government enters into these agreements with private companies to do experimental things, maybe they do so on the grounds that they will help them out, but only if they do so based on the government's terms. And if that company begins to violate that part of the agreement, maybe the quiet part of the agreement, maybe they then need to be made an example of. One could also argue that the government might enter into agreements with companies like this who are willing to try experimental stuff from an approach of, hey, if you're willing to try it, we would love to see what happens, but heads up, you could implode or something bad could happen. And then they just watch and see what happens. And in this case, the bad thing did happen. Maybe that's the case. But if it, if it is, if everything is as they say it is with this case or this story, then you would think that this story would have been downplayed 
in the news media instead of intentionally hyping up a story about four incre- incredibly wealthy and influential people and one of their sons imploding and dying inside of a vessel in the deep sea that the government advised them on the design of and clearly had a strong interest in. And in fact, that very portion that they advised them on is what everybody's trying to blame on the the failure of the craft. It's not like they had to focus on this story. This wasn't like a rocket launch that everybody knew was coming and was going to plan to watch on TV. Hardly anybody knew this was going on. Most people had probably never heard the word submersible before the story. I hadn't. And furthermore, you certainly would think that they wouldn't have let such a search and rescue story be amplified everywhere for four days, despite the fact that they knew, according to what they tell us, that it had imploded the day the vessel went missing. I mean, that clearly they just wanted people to see it if they were doing that. And if you would think that if it's going to make them look bad like it does, like if, if that's what we believe about it, the NASA helped them design it, and that was the flaw, then why would they pay so much attention to it like that? Which brings me to another interesting aspect of the story that I haven't heard anybody talk about. The Titan's unique aerospace design with that carbon fiber pressure hole, which made the Titan much lighter and more mobile and capable of going much deeper in the ocean than any vessel that wasn't government-owned and controlled. That was the hope anyway, according to the company's website. The subject of all the controversy because of the claim that it had never been done before, except that it has. The first vessel built with an aerospace-like carbon fiber hull was a vessel called the Deep Sea Challenger. That submersible was being built in total secrecy, not to be revealed to the public until before its first mission. And in 2007, when it was just four weeks away from testing and delivery, the man who was privately funding this, the the building of this submersible, and he was doing so in in an attempt to be the first person to do a solo descent to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, the deepest known part of the Earth's ocean, he disappeared. He disappeared. And the first carbon fiber designed submersible was never completed, never used, never serving its mission. That man's name is Steve Fawcett. He is another record-setting aviator and billionaire adventurer. And he enlisted the help of an ocean engineer named Graham Hawks to build his submersible using carbon fiber. Speaking about that submersible's capabilities after Fawcett's disappearance, Hawks said... This submersible goes twice as deep as anything else. It's about one-tenth the weight, and it's got ten times the exploring range. Now, when Fawcett disappeared, he did so without a trace. He got into his plane on a clear day, and he flew up over the Nevada mountains, and he was gone. There was no radio calls, no emergency beacons, and he did not have on his ELT watch, which was an integrated emergency distress beacon, which... Apparently, he used to wear, didn't have it on that time. This led to a massive search that covered 17,000 square miles. They had civil air patrol making routine flights. Google even showed up-to-date satellite imagery of the area, which a bunch of people started looking at online, like people doing a crowdsource search today. This search was massive. It was so massive that while they did not find him, they didn't find Fawcett, during the search... They located eight other previously unknown small aircraft wreckages within that search area. That's how big this search was. They couldn't find him. They found eight other ones they didn't even know had crashed. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Soon after, maybe I think it was a month or two, they ended the search and they declared that he was dead. This whole thing was shocking to the aviation community at the time because it shocked them that such an experienced aviator like Steve Fawcett, who was in like an aviation hall of fame, would have crashed uh, on during such a routine flight, which is why people started speculating about conspiracies. Some claimed that he faked his own death because of alleged affairs he was having. Others said that he was shot down by the military for flying too close to the restricted airspace known as Area 51. Now, those conspiracy theories were put to rest, in some people's minds anyway, when about a year or so later, a hiker found Fawcett's pilot certificate and a second ID card uh, up in the mountains. The plane wreckage was then found a half a mile away, and the plane was destroyed, said that he would have died on impact, and they, they actually never recovered his body. However, two human bone fragments were found half a mile away from the plane crash, and ultimately, police said DNA profiling of the bones confirmed it was a match for Fawcett. And it was believed by many that had Fawcett not died, he would have been the first to complete that solo descent down to the deepest part of the known ocean using that carbon fiber pressure hole submersible, the first of its kind. Instead, with that submersible unused in a warehouse somewhere probably, the first person to do it in a more traditional vessel was James Cameron, the director of the movie Titanic, which I think he did it in 2012, maybe. Listen to this description from Gizmodo in an article published shortly before they found Fawcett's alleged bones. Unbeknownst to most of the world, the late super-rich adventurer Steve Fawcett had started work on an amazing flying submersible that would one day theoretically touch the stars. More importantly, however, was that the design would have allowed adventurers and scientists alike to venture into the deadly depths of the Mariana Trench, some 36,000 feet below the ocean's surface. Sadly, the design was put on hold immediately after Fawcett went missing about a year ago. Called the Deep Flight Challenger, the submersible would have been part spacecraft, part airplane, and part submarine, according to Hawks, that's the guy who was helping him build it, and somehow, thanks to the stuff street racers used to trick out their dashboards, the Challenger would have been capable of withstanding pressures of 20,000 pounds per square inch, approximately 15,000 times that, uh, 15,000 times the atmospheric pressure, uh, this is according to, again, Hawks, the stuff we're referring to is carbon fiber. And Hawks said he opted for that material over conventional technologies, which use titanium. Now, I know coincidences happen and all, but it's certainly interesting to me that two guys behind the only two manned carbon fiber submersibles ever built both died in circumstances where 
recovering their bodies was impossible. Is impossible. It would seem at least. Perhaps it happened exactly as they told us, or perhaps they were made an example of the Titan, or maybe they're chilling on an island somewhere because some people don't think it happened at all. Or perhaps there's another explanation. Which brings me to my next possibility. As I said, the coverage is already preliminarily blaming the crash on the experimental design, but they don't know that, that that's the case. The investigation just started. And so what if perhaps they came to a different conclusion and they came and told us that as it turns out, the carbon fiber hull is not what caused the, the Titan to implode. Something else did. Something perhaps out of this world. I know what I'm hinting at here might sound a bit out there, but given the current context of reality, is it though, is it really that out there or does it fit with a narrative that's currently being pushed hardcore on us? I mean, really hardcore right now. And what I'm talking about is that another possible explanation for why they made such a big deal about this story is to try and help trigger that societal-wide ontological shock that UFO whistleblower David Grush said he was hoping to trigger by making those UFO revelations that he made, which has led to more revelations and more people saying that they can cooperate, although we don't have any evidence yet, all secondhand cooperations, all speaking to unknown people who are in deep intel. Rush said that it was dangerous for this 80-year arms race, and the 80-year arms race he's talking about is the arms race between China, Russia, and the U.S., our secret alien spacecraft retrieval programs that he says exist, where we're all trying to get the crafts and reverse engineer them and use the technology first. He said it was dangerous for this 80-year arms race to continue in secrecy because it further inhibits the world populace to be prepared for an unprecedented non-human intelligence contact scenario. I hope this revelation serves as an ontological shock sociologically and provides a generally uniting issue for nations of the world to reassess their priorities. Ontological shock is the state of being forced to question one's worldview. Basically, you break someone's mind, you shatter the reality that they've ever known and become comfortable with by showing them something that, that completely violates that reality. What they see in front of them and what they've always believed, the two can no longer exist together, which puts their mind in a state of being ready to have a new reality programmed onto it. Now, it could be determined by that thing that they see uh, combined with other, th other things, but Whoever captures their mind or the propaganda that captures their mind will help write the reality that they perceive after that. It's like brainwashing. Break, break their reality, then reprogram. It really is exactly like brainwashing, actually. Who better to help explain this type of ontological shock that they might be going for than Fox Mulder? From Season 5, Episode 13 of The X-Files. It's not a question of truth versus fiction. <laughs> but of truths which are incomprehensible because we have no physics, no real language for explaining patient X's story, much less the existence of extraterrestrials. Nothing to prepare us for the ontological shock that is bound to follow. Will, and we jaw about the need for proof, for evidence, as if it would serve some purpose, as if it would make a difference when what we should be seeking is exactly what this woman is describing, not if they are here, but why, and what their business is. In my conversations with her, 
She believes this business, the abductions and the experiments, are due to their plans for us, and that we are not simply breeding cows for them, as some have suggested, but subjects, much like we think of our relationship with God. And that there are sites, what she calls lighthouses, around which will be great activity. All, all this conjecture, the, the ontological shock that you speak of, for which we are so ill-equipped, is, in my opinion, not only false but dangerous. This woman, this woman presents no good or credible testimony apart from the feel-good message that she promotes. You think she's lying? No. I don't think she's lying. I think that if you prepare people well enough to believe a lie, they will believe it as if it were true. And if you tell them a really big lie, like there are aliens from outer space, much more than a small one, they will believe it. And if you suggest to them that these aliens are doing bad things to them, the, the power of this suggestion will be to make certain people believe that certain psychopathologies and neuroses that they're suffering from can now be attributed to that. Mr. Mulder, Agent Mulder, she has physical ailments. Are you no. discounting... Any belief in the existence of extraterrestrials? No, I just question mindless belief. Preparing people to believe a lie, attributing things about themselves and others to that lie that they have been prepared to believe and accept. Preparing a big lie and then to get people to accept lesser lies. It's, it's creating this new reality in one's head that a whole bunch of lesser falsehoods can be programmed into if necessary. I believe aliens probably exist. I don't believe what's going on right now is the revelation of that. I believe it's something else. I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago when the whistleblower, the UFO whistleblower came out, that I believe that the UFOs are real now. We can prove it narrative is designed to create ontological shock in many that will result in people demanding that we pump up military weapon spending like never before to prepare for a conflict that in a twist won't actually be with aliens but will be with China and Russia. The whistleblower made it very clear that we are in an arms race with China and Russia to retrieve and reverse engineer tech-advanced alien crafts. That's the 80-year arms race, as I mentioned. And if someone or some country were able to do that before others, they'd be at a huge advantage over everyone else, and they'd be able to build crafts that other people thought or other countries thought were out of this world since they hadn't figured it out yet, which is actually part of the UFO narrative that Stephen Greer talks about, that some of the crafts aren't from other worlds. They are special black ops programs or stuff like that or programs in other countries that have reverse engineered it successfully. So that element of it is already there. And if you want to create ontological shock in some people, you got to do more than these secondhand sources corroborating each other. You show them something they believe is real enough people anyway, that they see as evidence of this UFO technology, technology that is far more advanced than what we currently have, tech that makes our best military technology seem inept, shattering that worldview that many have that America is the greatest military power on earth by showing us this technology that reveals how weak we actually are and how far behind we actually are and how little of a chance our technology would have against anyone who possessed this technology that they showed us in, in whatever way they decided to show us. Meaning that all of us are in danger and that if we hope to survive, Congress better prioritize military weapons spending like they never have before in history and rapidly advance our technological development 
if we're going to have any chance whatsoever. That would shock people if they believed it. At first, they believe it's UFOs because they don't recognize the technology. Later, to cause that international conflict, people put the pieces together and realize that it is actually China or whoever, Russia, one of the two. They just did it first. Better at reverse engineering the crafts than we are. And they were able to fool us. And they laid that groundwork, as Mulder said, to, to accept a lie like that. By providing all of these secondhand corroborating sources that they tell us are so credible, that various groups in society see as credible, that people in Congress are even jumping in and saying, yeah, there's other sources that have corroborated as well. None of them have seen it, though. Just credible people saying other credible people say it's credible. Next, they have to do something a little bit stronger. They need a stronger form of cooperation now to make people really feel it. Like maybe a cooperating event with consequences, real consequences, people believe. And if the investigation into what caused the Titan submersible found that it wasn't the experimental carbon fiber pressure hole that imploded it after all, it was an underwater UFO, a, a, a unidentified submerged object that possesses technology well beyond anything we have, beyond anything we can even understand. And even suggest that the UFOs don't want us doing that, and maybe that's why they stopped it. And then they can point out how NASA entered into that space agreement to help with the Titan's design because they believed it could aid in their search for extraterrestrial life on other planets. And then they could suggest that maybe the aliens or the ufos or whoever don't want us doing that and maybe that's some of their motivation however they want to spin it the elements are there and obviously they can then just say it appears that the sinking of the titan cooperates the ufo whistleblowers claims and then they can play the interview of the guy saying and he said this the interviewer goes so you're saying they've murdered aliens have murdered people and he says yeah yeah they, it's that i'm afraid so so saying that they humans have been murdered by aliens just play that over and over again and you're getting this cyclical cooperating evidence none of which is actual evidence i don't believe that this happened by the way i'm just saying that the pieces to tie the ufo whistleblower story together with the sinking of the titan to create ontological shock and some people at least are there just look at some of the factors surrounding the titan besides these that i just discussed the navy has long said that US usos pose more of a threat than ufos it's in declassified documents there's also a lesser known conspiracy theory that the titanic itself was actually sank by a unidentified submerged object an underwater UFO, which means that not only did two guys, Fawcett and Rush, the two guys behind the only two carbon fiber experimental submersibles ever built, both disappear under strange circumstances. They both disappeared in, in ways where the bodies can't be produced in areas connected to UFO conspiracy theories, the Titanic and Area 51. Now, whether you believe the Titanic conspiracy theory at all is irrelevant. The fact is, is creating, is preparing people to accept a false reality like Mulder was talking about, and then putting those things that people can attribute to something without doing much investigation below the surface of the connections they find. There's more. The background of the passengers. Dawood, the Pakistani billionaire on board, and his son. Dawood was a SETI Institute Board of Trustee member. SETI stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. 
And as you can see on their homepage, it says, where will you be when we find life beyond Earth? This group also works with NASA, and they also have an interest in the Europa Project, the Europa Moon, the Titan Project, getting submersibles up there. They talk about this in their material. There's a, a short film about a submersible that is up there on Titan looking for aliens in the oceans. It, it's, th these connections are everywhere with these two stories. This is a guy, by the way, who was buddies with King Charles, the Pakistani billionaire. Another passenger, the British billionaire named Harding, he seems to have an interest in outer space and possibly the search for extraterrestrial life as well. He was a passenger on one of Bezos' Blue Origin space trips. He's also visited the South Pole a number of times, which is in Antarctica, which is the subject of many alien conspiracy theories. Everybody knows that one. He even took Buzz Aldrin to there, to, to Antarctica and the South Pole, making him the oldest person, Buzz Aldrin, to ever go there. And this guy introduced the first regular business jet service to Antarctica. Seems to be an interest there. Oh, and he descended into the Mariana Trench several times, which is another place in the ocean that is the subject of many USO alien conspiracies. And the company that this guy founded, Action Aviation, sources hard-to-find planes around the world. Does that not sound like UFO retrieval? We, we find the hard-to-find crafts that other people can't find. A lot of interesting combination of skills, allegedly, on this Titan submersible. I don't know that they're going to do that. I'm just saying again, the ingredients are there to connect the Titan to the UFO story to create ontological shock if they choose to do so or try to do so. And not only that, there are also some details that would make, make it uh, easier for them to spin the blame to advance Chinese technology down the road once they got people to accept the first explanation. Look at the passengers. One is from the United States, another from the UK, a third is from France, and there's two from Pakistan. Three NATO countries represented on the Titan submersible, as well as what is called a major non-NATO ally in Pakistan, a military-to-military -military relations ally. And of the benefits of being a major non-NATO ally that you get besides those military ones, what you get is expedited export processing of space technology. Hmm, very interesting. Maybe China saw that these guys were getting... This is a narrative they can spin, is what I'm saying. They saw that these guys were getting closer to discovering what China has already discovered, which might have enabled them to more quickly catch up in the reverse engineering, taking away China's advantage, which they don't even know that China has yet because people think it's a UFO. And once that is revealed, that it's China, that it's NATO, China attacking NATO, an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us, escalating tensions. I'm spinning a wild tale, I know. But wild tales are being spun all over the news media, and they're putting these threads out there. And they're going to start tying some of them together. I don't know if this is going to be it, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. I've got to run. I'm going to come back and do the subscriber-only portion of the show later at patreon.com slash propaganda report, where I will do, I think I'm going to do one more of those CIA creative techniques in their their psychological manual and also go through those other reasons that NASA has in their in the space act for getting into these agreements with companies I got to go check on my dog first he's been sick he's been very sick and I'm worried about him so I'm gonna go make sure he's okay and uh, come back later and get that 
subscriber-only portion done. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.